regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Hi, my name is Ben Novak. You're listening to a Budapest Beacon podcast. Today I'm speaking to Andras Petr. He is the co-founder and investigative journalist with Direct36, an investigative journalism NGO here in Hungary. Andras, thanks a lot for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So you guys have continued investigating this Jeremy Fund story. To give our listeners some background on this, last September, Forbes Hungary published an investigative piece on the Jeremy program, which is an EU-funded program that subsidizes venture capital investments in rural areas. Forbes found some interesting improprieties regarding where some of Hungary's Jeremy program money went. Um, Andras, tell me what we need to know about this program. Basically, it's a, it's a venture capital program that was set up by the European Union, and the idea is to support... Uh, uh, innovative uh, startup uh, companies, uh, specifically in the in the regions, in the less developed regions, so outside of outside of Budapest and the, the and Pest County, and uh, uh, the way it works is that they uh, it's but 130 billion foreigns, that's like 420 million euros, and these these funds are distributed through uh, private companies who are selected by the Hungarian government. And uh, in addition to the these EU funds, they have to contribute, you know, uh, some funds from private investors. And uh, you know, it's a. Uh, I mean, the scheme is like classic uh, venture capital program that they, you know, they give money, they invest money in in companies, new companies, and you know, they hope that uh, at least a few of them uh, turn out to be very successful, and then you know, they can make a big profit on that. This the uh, this is you know the 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 money. Uh, uh, doesn't have to be repaid to the EU, uh, but it has to be, uh, you know, in, in 10 years, they have to exit from these uh, startup companies. And uh, if they make a profit, these private companies, the private fund managers, they can keep most of the profit. If they lose money on, the, on, the, on these projects, then they will share, you know, most of that with the, with the EU. And, uh, and the money goes back to the Hungarian state and they can, you know, use the, the money for the same kind of uh, programs. The Jeremy Fund's investigative piece published by Forbes last year was quite shocking. Andras, what can you tell me about that article? So uh, Gergő Zsiborás, the uh, a journalist for Forbes, uh, he looked into one specific fund uh, called Morando, which is uh, linked to a... Uh, a man named uh, Andras Tombor. He was a former advisor to the to Viktor Orban, the, our prime minister. And uh, so basically, he he did the classic, you know, investigative stuff. He followed the money and he was looking into where the the investment went. And then what he found was that the most of the money went to companies that had links to the this uh, Andras Tombor and the uh, uh, the, the fund managing uh, company. So. And uh, and we have, we have to give a lot of credit to uh, Gergő and Forbes because the the way we got involved in this uh, uh, story was that the after that story was published in September, then uh, afterwards they got a big cache of uh, leaked uh, documents, internal documents about the whole Jeremy program, not only about Morando, that specific fund, uh, but about the, the the whole program. And uh, and they approached us a few months later because they they realized that you know this is so big, uh, 
contain like more than 20,000 uh, documents that they they don't have the resources and they don't have the time to uh, process these, uh, this leak. And they ask us if we are interested in it. And, you know, Direct36 is a... Um, uh, we only do in long-term investigative projects. We are not part of the news cycle. So, uh, you know, we were happy to be involved. We realized that this is a big story. And, uh, you know, we were created for uh, specifically this, for this kind of purpose that we, when, uh, you know, news organizations, traditional news organizations don't have the resources to do in-depth investigations, that's when we, when we step in. So tell me about these documents that uh, that Forbes got. So uh, obviously you can tell where these documents came from. You don't know who leaked them, but uh, yeah, yes. I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't even know because I mean that's the that was the safest way to uh, uh, you know uh, protect the source that the Forbes didn't tell us. But uh, you know, we of course we we checked all the information cross-checked with other sources. And, uh, well, these are, you know, internal documents, emails, um, documents about the companies, about the investments. And uh, uh, so, you know, some of them, some of them, uh, you know, were available publicly as well. Later on, we could check, we could find them, find them in, uh, in the public registries. But some of them were internal, confidential, confidential documents. The initial Forbes piece only really looked at Mirando and Andras Tombor. What did these documents contain that weren't in the Forbes piece? Well, so we we decided to, you know, uh, go step by step and first, uh, you know, uh, uh, look into, you know, systematically in the to the to other funds as well. And so the first one that we looked into was um, a fund uh, uh, owned and managed by uh, Joad Hernadi. He's the uh, CEO of, uh, of MOL, the Hungarian oil company, and uh, you know, uh, one of the most influential businessmen in this, in this country. So we looked into uh, his fund and we found um, my colleague uh, uh, Andrei Sabo uh, uh, found some really interesting uh, details like that this Hernadi's fund uh, gave you know money invested in the in a company that was uh, owned by his own relative the son of his cousin uh, and you know uh, and we also found that even though this whole program is about uh, supporting innovative startups uh, this money went to a company that the only thing they did was that they bought uh, properties and they uh, rented it, rented them out to a bank. Uh, in fact, uh, the bank already was uh, already was leasing those uh, those properties. So basically, it was a you know a sure business. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was that was no innovative element of it at, at all. And we also found uh, you know that Hernadi's fund gave money to other for other property property deals again we couldn't really find a real innovative element uh, of that and then uh, we also we also did a story uh, a few year, few weeks later that was reported by uh, my colleague Balin Fabog that how uh, Istvan Goranci is also a kind of like a household name. He's also a very influential businessman. He has close ties to Joel Hernadi, but he's also uh, known for his uh, friendship with the, with the Prime Minister, Viktor Orban. They went on um, hiking tours uh, uh, together and, uh, you know, they watch football matches together. He's the owner of Videoton, you know, the, one of the favorite teams of the, of the Prime Minister. 
So what we found in his case was that the he uh, his fund gave money basically to his business partner, uh, another billionaire. Uh, you know, again, this whole program was uh, created to support startups. You know, not you know not companies of billionaires. And we also found that uh, you know that uh, that money, um, hundreds of millions of foreigns went to a factory uh, uh, somewhere in Nograd County that uh, you know uh, uh, that turned out to be, or at least so far, you know, uh, uh, is is not is not not working very well. Uh, and uh, even though they, I think they uh, initially they they projected to make hundreds of millions of foreigns uh, in, in their first years of operation and they managed to reach only two million foreigns. So obviously, you know, it doesn't really look uh, to be a very good investment. And this was all uh, financed or, or mostly financed uh, by, uh, by, you know, public money. So that was the, that was the second story. And then we published uh, uh, another story la- last week, which... Uh, uh, which looked into uh, basically we reported on a on a EU European Union audit uh, because we we found my colleague Andres Sabo uh, I'm 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 always referring to my my colleagues as re- because they did the reporting I'm the editor in the uh, in this project so uh, he found a, a document an EU audit that looked into the 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 program in in general and some funds uh, specifically, and uh, the the EU auditors raised some really serious concerns about this about this program. They criticized the the Hungarian authorities, saying that you know they don't do a very good job at uh, overseeing and supervising this uh, this uh, this scheme, and. Uh, they also raised the specific concerns about uh, certain funds, including the fund of uh, Jolt Hernadi, and you know they they said that that was that that gave the story a, a literally sexy angle <laughs> that uh, they 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 criticized Hernadi's fund because they gave money to uh, sex partner uh, sites and uh, the EU. They didn't say that this was uh, against the rules, but they said that you know this 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 investment uh, uh, doesn't comply with the uh, more general ethical guidelines, and you know basically uh, they said that you know this reflects badly on the on the European uh, Commission or the European Union, and they even asked the the the, the fund uh, you know to to remove these sex partner sites from their portfolio and they haven't haven't done it uh, yet and uh, uh, you know it's a we didn't make any judgment on that I mean it's a it's kind of speaks for itself <laughs> yeah we, we, we I mean Joel Hernan they didn't respond to our questions even though we we sent them detailed uh, questions weeks ago but then last week he held a press conference about something about mole. But of course he was asked about this uh, our story uh, by several journalists, and then he defended his in this investment and said that you know uh, uh, finding partners is uh, uh, you know that this is legitimate business and uh, you know it's important for people to find partners and uh, and uh, well I mean I guess uh, he has a point. Uh, 
at the same time, when you look at some of these sites, like, you know, when they advertise uh, themselves, like, you know, saying that, well, if you are tired of your uh, professional prostitutes, then, you know, come to our site. Then, you know, that... Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And actually, actually, they use stronger stronger words. Uh, so that that raise that can raise some questions and uh, but you know actually this was the this was a pretty small uh, part of that of that audit and i think there were more significant uh, conclusions uh, in that you know they they found the system so uh, uh, rotten that they they they, they uh, imposed a, a pretty hefty fine on the on the hungarian government um, 4.3 billion uh, foreign signs. I don't even know how many, uh, how, how much is that in euros, but uh, quite quite a lot. Basically, it was a 10 percent of the uh, of the uh, of the whole. Fund. It's also it ha- it has to be added that you know the way it works with uh, this European Union fines is that basically they they don't take the money back. Basically, the Hungarian government can spend it on something else. So it's not. You know, it's not really a fine. Yes. Yes. Well, let me ask you something. You've got this. You've got this treasure trove of information. You've got leaked documents. You've got reports from the press. And as you're looking into how this EU money was directed to key people that just always happen to pop up mm-hmm. around the prime minister, what does that tell you about the process in which this in which this money is being distributed? The oversight with which this money is being distributed, and you know, do you have any? reason to believe that the EU is actually aware of this this how this works in Hungary oh, oh, oh yes I mean the, in fact yeah I, I, I forgot to mention that but I think uh, to me the most interesting finding in that report was that the EU raised concern about the whole selection process of these uh, fund uh, companies the fund managers because they said that you know uh, first of all they didn't use the Hungarian authorities, uh, uh, didn't do the selection through a more strict procurement process. Basically, they, u- they used some more loose uh, uh, application process, and they they gave such short deadlines that you know, according to the European Commission, you know, this uh, this was clearly. Uh, um, uh, you know, in favor of certain investors. I mean, the EU report is not, you know, they they don't they don't name those investors or they don't uh, clarify what they mean by certain investors. But if you look at the the selection process worked, you know, this mm, there were several rounds uh, when they selected these these fund managing companies, and uh, and most of those took place under the Orban government, and uh, you know. Uh, they selected people like Istvan Goranci, Scholt Hernadi. He's also, you know, has uh, close ties to the to the current government. But uh, there was uh, the circles of Istvan Turecki, a banker, formerly close. Former to banker, him. actually. Yeah, yeah, former, he, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he drove had, his bank into the ground. Yes, yeah, and, uh, and his, while uh, he was the president of the debt management agency. Yeah, and another another <laughs> fascinating Hungarian story, but, and so. Um, uh, Andras Tombor and uh, uh, Questor, the, the the brokerage firm, you know that went went bankrupt. They also ran some of these uh, some of these funds. So, 
but I, I have to say that uh, you know there were they chose 28 uh, private companies uh, to do this uh, to distribute the money and you know among those 28 there were like truly professional fund managing companies so not not all of them were uh, owned by or are owned by uh, people close to politics but many of them many of them are over do you know of any criminal pr- proceedings being launched as a result of uh yes i have to i mean i also i have to emphasize that that you know the in fact most of the things that we uh, reported on uh, in our in our stories you know, in fact, they didn't violate any any rules. Like, for example, when 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 Joel Hernandez fund uh, gave money to the company of his relative, you know, uh, it might sound like you know this is a conflict of interest. But according to the law, you know, uh, you cannot give money uh, to your your immediate relatives. And uh, and since this relative was a, a more distant relative, so. That investment didn't break didn't break any any rules, but we thought that this is still newsworthy, and uh, you know and uh, and some of the other things that we reported on uh, f- fall into this same category that you know don't there are, these are no violations, but you know we still think that they are newsworthy, and uh, but yes, uh, uh, in this latest story we reported on how. Uh, the EU auditors uh, raised concerns about also about um, uh, Morando, this fund uh, owned and ran by Andras Tombor, and that he uh, they invested in a in a phone company, and the auditors found some you know problematic uh, elements in that investment. We published. Uh, Parts of that, parts of this uh, EU audit, and uh, I mean, um, it's it's available on our on our website, both um, in Hungarian and, and English as English as well. So, and then we during the reporting, we learned that the uh, in fact there is a there is a criminal investigation uh, ongoing in that in the case of that uh, investment uh, in that phone company, and unfortunately, you know, uh, the Hungarian authorities. Uh, tend to be pretty tight-lipped when it comes to ongoing ongoing investigations. So we don't know much about uh, what the actual subject of the investigation is. All we know is that the, the they are looking into the, the the company and the investments. Well, we're eager to see what happens um, with these criminal investigations and EU audits. But let's change the subject for just a moment while I still have you here, Andras. What do you think of the uh, the NGO law? Do you think it stigmatizes uh, civil society organizations? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't see any other purpose of the of the law. I mean, apart from yeah, stigmatizing and labeling, putting labels on these uh, on these organizations, because you know uh, uh, all these. All these NGOs, they already publish a lot of lot of details about their finances and about the sources of their uh, funding. You know, I think they are much more transparent and they are uh, following the rules much better than you know most of our members of parliament. I mean, we did uh, a big project last year about the uh, filed declarations of politicians, mm-hmm. and we found so many violations and so many irregularities and so many loopholes in the in the whole whole system. That uh, it was it was pretty shocking, just like us that we we publish uh, uh, the 
the names of our don- donors, bigger donors, in our, on our website, so anybody can see that yes, we get funding from foreign international foundations, organizations, and uh, you know. Uh, so I don't see the point of this new legislation. I mean, I understand the political purpose, and uh, we see where where things are going uh, in in Hungary. Where are things going in Hungary? Well, uh, you know, uh, this whole thing fits uh, the pattern of uh, the you know the, the shrinking space for independent thinking, independent journalism, you know, critical organizations, and uh, so I think this is just another chapter in that. Wow. All right, Andrash, thanks a lot for coming by. Look forward to reading more of your articles. Are you guys going to be publishing anything else on uh, on the Jeremy Funds? Yeah, we, we hope so, yes. All right, look forward to reading that. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me.